Good morning. Going hokey with George Bresnahan. A Monday morning in early November. We went to Guanajuato City a few days ago and walked around. Our only time that we get uh, strokes from nobility uh, accepted by the those, the the muy muy people. Where we go to this one restaurant and and uh, he knows me from way back and that. That counts for something when when you you uh, you were there back in the day, uh, and so uh, you get to meet the kids and and they they meet they they say hi to your your uh, wife again and and the waiter who was there when you were starting to date and, and it's fun it's it's uh, there's something valuable about it uh, every few months I guess. But normally, every day, it's uh, it's more of what counts, right? More of the real stuff, uh, and social classes uh, don't matter. We I just had a nice breakfast in a an enclave of the upper upper middle class just a, minutes ago. Uh, she's from out of the country and and uh, very sociable and and uh, really craves. Uh, human interaction and my wife and I went and had breakfast with her outside her house and uh, I don't think I don't think a single car went by over in the nice corner of that nice neighborhood of those yeah the, like I said the upper middle class trees and quiet and birds and and quiche and and Nestle's best coffee and and it's nice you know sometimes you don't need to make a lot of money and you still get the, the treats. I was watching Rhonda Byrne this morning talking with Lewis Howes on, on YouTube and and <clears throat> you get what you want. Uh, you get what you focus on. You get what you talk about. You get what you think about. Wayne Dyer would say you, you attract into your life what you are and so you you prepare and you become and you, you attract it. You become it in in uh, inside before it manifests on the outside, and then Abraham Hicks would say, "You attract into your life what you believe. You're going to attract it to your life." I like the humility of Wayne Dyer on that one. I mean, he basically introduced the law of attraction to the West, and there he was late in his life, uh, kind of interviewing Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks, and and. He, it, it came up, the law of attraction. So Wayne Dyer actually said to her, what is the law of attraction? And he said this in public, I mean, with an audience and, a, and the TV cameras rolling. And that's, that takes humility, you know? Uh, like that, the guy who introduced the idea to us could, could expose himself to maybe being, uh, to having a definition of law of attraction that's not, not as complete as as what someone else might have. And, and I, I like that one when we're not here to stroke <laughs> our egos. We're, we're here to get closer and closer to the truth. Now, some poet from England said, beauty is truth and truth is beauty and that's all we need to know. Um, and Rhonda Burns said that everything is, is playing out perfectly 
which of course brings um, Israel and Gaza to mind. This is uh, post-October 7th, 2023. Uh, extremists breed extremists on either side, said someone uh, over there from the Middle East. And here we are, uh, America so connected to Israel and Palestine and and to the dismay of the of the Jews of the, of the diaspora uh, America well I guess one-fourth of Americans are just not buying it anymore and I'm one of them and they're going through their September 11th moment and that's not a time to criticize them uh, you <clears throat> if you're American you remember how how hard that was and they say this is like uh, 10 September 11th in one blow because of Israel's small size and the number of people that, that were killed and and the way they were killed it was just terrible and and Jews are are, are people they're just like you and me and they are you and me um, and and we would be quiet for these next couple of months because the Jews need to mourn they need to uh, shake it off and come to their senses, but that takes a few months at least. And we would be quiet so that they could do that in peace and not be, you know, offended by what we're doing, by protesting and stuff, saying these things now while they're still hurting. But they're, they're making the same mistake that the Americans made, right? after September 11th, 2001. I remember with that Michael Moore, um, Fahrenheit 911, there was a, a journalist or some expert who said, after September 11th, the American people were not going to settle for, for non-action. They needed uh, some retribution somewhere, some revenge in some form. And so George W. Bush sent the military off to, to bomb a particular mountain in Afghanistan to smithereens. And, and they stayed in Afghanistan, and they then, then invaded Iraq, and then cre you know, thus created uh, real problems for the Middle East that are, that are still there. And now you hear people in the New York Times saying, you know, the, the, our reaction was a mistake. Collective change is slower than than individual uh, spiritual progress. And when you have a September 11th, you have to rise to the occasion. And if you don't, well, the, it's it's so hard to rise to the occasion because it's such a blow that you just you know, collectively. What do you say? You know. You say, people are not going to take that on the chin. And it's that idea of people. It, uh, try, uh, so you end up joining them. I didn't join them. I never approved, but I mean, I, I'm not going to gloat on that. So here we are. It takes uh, real, real spiritual strength collectively to to not seek revenge 
and I keep referring to World War II with, with Pearl Harbor, the day after uh, the Pearl Harbor attack, Roosevelt spoke to Congress and spoke into the radio and said, we didn't want to be in it, but we are in it. What a marvelous job of marketing. And maybe he was being sincere, but it worked. And uh, America decided to get in it. And it would have taken amazing strength to tell Roosevelt no. And it would have taken amazing strength to sit there as the Germans arrived uh, on the East Coast and the Japanese on the West Coast. And and I don't know what would have happened. I mean, some rapes would have happened, and I'm not a, a woman. And I don't uh, say that lightly, that uh, rape would have happened. Uh, but the number of people, of well, women raped, would have been f- fewer than w- the number that were actually raped in World War II. <laughs> Um, and the 55 to 60 million people dead in uh, the whole, the planet on the planet in, in World War II is a price that was paid that's so high that the I th- I come to the conclusion that American participation in World War II was a mistake. From that bit of information alone that number of dead. Just imagine the, the families uh, in mourning. Um, imagine, of course, America didn't lose ho- houses. And the destruction of war, like most of the world did. Even Vietnam had a million people died. They're all, all civilians. I don't know why exactly. Obviously, Japanese. America had 400,000 soldiers die. And you can, you know, you can feel it. You can see each one, and that's a terrible cost. But, but a Vietnam had had a million to a million and a half people die in World War II. It's like why? Um, so we we had our September 11th moment there the day after for the Pearl Harbor attacks in in '41, and and we were not. Our, our ancestors were not ready to to say no, but it's 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 time. Um, the 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 people of the planet and the planet itself need um, superior spiritual uh, response, collective. Speaking of Guanajuato, there was a tile. I swear it was there up high, right over there by the restaurant I was telling you about. There were two tiles, small ones. One had a line about uh, seven or eight feet high off the uh, and and uh, a tile said, um, this is uh, how high the floodwaters got in 1905. And another tile said, um, difficult times create great human beings. And that was a quote from the person who actually solved the flooding and uh, uh, risk for Guanajuato because uh, a river came down from above the city, right through the city. Uh, It still does, of course. Uh, From up in the hills where there's a forest, so they get a lot of rain, especially in the old days. 
And so every once in a while, with a with a big rainy season, the town would get um, flooded out and filled with silt and actually buried. That doesn't happen anymore because difficult times create great human beings. And he stepped up to the plate and dug channels underneath uh, the city and put a reservoir, a dam, up above the city, and, and that was that. And here we are with a new September 11th moment over there in the Middle East. And Netanyahu apparently is not uh, the, the right person for the, the job, but it may force America's hand. And so we as Americans have an opportunity right now to probably uh, end this. And it's most unfortunate that our, our president, a Democrat no less, is not going in the right direction. It's not neutral. He's actually in the other way, uh, feeding the, the, the frenzy, the, the fury, the, the, um, the bombing, right? Literally with, with uh, a donation of, of shells and uh, just uh, so frustrating. Uh, and, he, and he will not be reelected. We need a, a Democrat who, who uh, is thinking, a, a new thinking, that has uh, Israel, the Israelis, the diaspora, in a, in a relationship that is harmonious with the rest of the, of the, the people of the planet. Again, Jews are, are just part of the, the human community. They've contributed so much the artists, the poets, the, the engineers, the culture, and of course as, as um, spokespeople, the Israelites, spokespeople for, for Yahweh. But as you can see, they have uh, forgotten the, the way of, of peace. They aren't listening to Yahweh. Um, they made a mistake in, in uh, how they uh, came to the Middle East. In the 40s, it was their job as foreigners to, if they, if they chose Palestine, then like any immigrant, you go to Palestine, you go to immigration, Palestinian immigration, and you get in line and you ask for residency and you eventually ask for citizenship. That's, that's what immigrants do. That's, there's lots of precedents for that, historically, all over the world. And they didn't. They, they invaded, they conquered, they occupied, they expelled, they stayed. And the word compromise comes to mind. I feel sorry for Israelis, how morally compromised they have become. Uh, everyone joining the army for a few years, and, and it's a, a very hard, a cruel hand that they that they use against the Palestinians. And it's a decision they made and, and out of necessity. This is what they that, that violence, that that hard, heavy hand handedness is, is what they have to do in order to maintain uh, the nation of Israel, this Jewish state in the Middle East after, you know, uh, 1900 years away.
Well, 1900 years is a long time, and, and uh, uh, Muhammad came along at one point, and Islam swept across that area and stayed. And it's, it's um, unreasonable and, and inappropriate to think that you can uh, force your way in. Ben-Gurion said that the Palestinians will die off and their children will forget. It did not happen. And so it's safe to say that this experiment called the Jewish state, the nation of Israel in, in Zion, uh, didn't work. It's not working. And this current crisis only forces our hand. It, it, while, while Israel has their excuse to bomb the heck out of Gaza, uh, we in America, not, not quite um, with those, in the losses, uh, not quite so close to home, um, we're able to see the, the forest for the trees. And uh, Israel uh, is ultimately to blame here. I, I don't want to poo-poo the, the horrendous attacks of Hamas. And it's unfortunate that uh, Palestinian leadership hasn't been more noble over the years and, and, and re in recent years. Um, but this is not about Hamas. Uh, this is about Israel and the, the, the mistake mistaken way in which they came to the Middle East. I don't want to make make light of the of the terrible loss, the fourteen hundred lives and the two hundred hostages and and uh, the Israelis, the, the diaspora are our brothers and sisters. They need a homeland. They don't need a, a nation, but they do need a a, a new Jerusalem at the very least. And, and we as Americans need to accept that either the Israelis uh, find it in them to listen to Yahweh again and discover the way of peace and bring peace to the region, to make peace with the Palestinians, uh, which will probably cost Israel half of its nation, and, and they've invested a lot of, uh, um, you know, uh, resources in, in building on Palestinian land. I think, you know, in, in all honesty, it, it, even though it's formally the nation of Israel, it, it is Palestine. It, it belongs to the Palestinians. And so it, it would be very costly for the Israelis to make peace with the Palestinians. And, and peace with Palestinians means something that they would uh, agree to, that would, that where they would feel and have the freedom to live their lives with opportunity. I recommend listening to uh, no, reading Nicholas Kristof's piece yesterday or the day before where he uh, looked for two young two men who whom he met 40 years earlier and 40 years ago they had a lot of uh, of hope for a, a beautiful life and 40 years later they they're very oppressed and and uh, 
and then disillusioned. And, and Israel is to blame for that. Uh, literally, directly, uh, cause of, the cause of that. that. That lack of opportunity and movement. And so, yes, Israel, of course, has, has two options you know, for a real solution. And, and it's funny that, that the radical leftist pie-in-the-sky utopian um, dream, dreamer fantasy solution is the only solution, real solution, practical solution. Just as with uh, Daniel Berrigan, who first put that idea in my head, uh, spoke to our class that, that we as America in 1941 should have decided not to participate in World War II um, and let them come. And we would love them right off the continent, right back to Germany, back to Japan. And, you know, 1940, well, they had Gandhi. Gandhi didn't uh, succeed in getting the British to leave until 47. But they had already had, by 1941, they had had, uh, you know, 30 years of Gandhi. But anyway, we at 2023 have, have the example of, of Gandhi and the Congress Party, of Martin Luther King and the SCLC, and Mandela and the ANC. Three incredible uh, examples that will stand the test of time when a lot of other lesser less pure uh, efforts will um, will be forgotten gladly and Gandhi MLK and Mandela will will be remembered John Lewis and the whole thing because it's worth remembering because if we follow their example we will have a better today and tomorrow so the other option for the Israelis is to leave, to pull up roots, the roots that are 70 years old. Yes, it's true that there has always been a Jewish quarter in Jerusalem. They never completely left, but that's not that important. Okay, They did not um, oppress the Palestinians as they are now. So... Uh, the, the nation of Israel is not working, and now that they're bombing Gaza, Gaza, forgive me, but let's call it like it is, Israel is a loose cannon. And that, by definition, is uh, we need to deal with that. We need to deal with them and to stop that. So the other option is for them to leave. Uh, and people are going to laugh when I say the word ne Nebraska, but... You know the the Great Plains, and they can't have the, the whole the whole Great Plains because most of it we need to give back to the American Indians. Because the situation in America is the situation of, of Israel Palestine, uh, just uh, not as easy to recognize because there aren't there's what one or two there's a million American Indians in relation to three hundred million Americans. Um, the U.S. is very big. And with Israel, it's, it's a concentration. It's a condensation of the American situation. So we, we don't speak um, 
to Israel from a position of, of moral uh, authority. Uh, we have to fix Israel and then we have to turn and, and fix things at home, right? With the American Indians, with the descendants of the Africans and with the descendants of, of Mexico from whom we took 60% of their nation, which, which they took uh, un, un, unfairly from, from the Indians. But we need to work these things out and it, and it makes no sense to try to keep the history of these things from our kids. It, it makes no sense in, in fighting it. Win-win is better than win-lose, even for the winners. So, Israel, uh, if you can't find it in your hearts and your pocketbook to make peace with the Palestinians, then we welcome you as an old ally of Israel we, the Americans, welcome you to uh, resettle and create a new Jerusalem in the, on the Great Plains of the United States. Uh, certainly West L.A. can be some sort of satellite of yours. I think that would be marvelous for Los Angeles. Your, your dynamism is, uh, would be a benefit to anyone, uh, for any nation that you would choose to, to establish your, your new Jerusalem in. And to create a nation of Israel, a Jewish state in, in Kansas or Wyoming or Montana, uh, hey, far out, man. You know, eventually, why not? But what we're after is harmony. There's no reason why uh, the Jews creating a homeland should be so problematic, so fraught. Right? It doesn't have to be. And we ask you, to stop bombing Gaza today. Um, you know, um, you're doing what you always do, you know, retaliating 10 to 1, 100 to 1. And we in America have uh, decided that enough is enough. So um, please come to your senses uh, more quickly than, than is normal after such a traumatic event. All right. Bless you all. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Bye-bye.